Welcome to this week's episode of Improv for the Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about improv and mental health. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Evans, and on today's episode, uh, we're sitting down with a little guest I like to call uh, what everyone has inside them, mental health, right? It's something that we all deal with in different ways. We have different experiences with on a day-to-day basis, right? So many factors can influence it. Uh, It could be how much time you spend in the sun, Uh, If you ate recently, that can affect your mental health, Uh, stress at work or at home. There are so many, so many different factors that influence it. And, you know, when I sat down to kind of plan out this episode, I really thought, well, improv has been a part of my life for a long time. And I've also had different mental health struggles over the years, too. So I kind of wanted to sit down and talk about, like, the crossovers there. And then just some of the general benefits um, seen from practicing improv and how that can benefit one's mental health. Uh, We've talked about a lot of these things in different interviews over the uh, past 66 or so episodes. But I wanted to break it down in a bit more of a concise list as well as uh, provide some resources for you if you're interested in learning more about this subject. Those will be in the uh, the links in the description for this episode, whether you're on YouTube or one of the streaming platforms. Um, so with that said, yeah, mental health, improv, oh, oh boy. Um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Improv has both made me feel great at times and also made me feel absolutely terrible. It's both fed into my mood and my overall general well-being being fantastic, high highs and low lows. And uh, I want to preface that with this. Um, Improv has been like that for me uh, a lot of times because uh, I've had a lot of career-related aspirations regarding improv, whether it's been wanting to make certain improv teams or certain acting or performance opportunities. Uh, So it's never actually the art of improv itself, but some of the things that surround it that have caused uh, my stress to either go up or down. You know, it really depends on this. But um, I'll put it this way. Uh, There have been various times, I'd say particularly in my adult life, uh, that I have struggled with, well, depression, right? It's something that a lot of folks have deal with in this modern day and age, or humanity has dealt with for a long time. We just weren't always as aware of it. And, uh, yeah, depression can be tough. It can come up for a variety of different reasons. Um, for me, it had a lot to do with different work-related things, uh, personal life, sometimes my financial situation that I was in. Um, or just being generally upset or disappointed with myself or where I was in life. And um, thinking about those times over the years, uh, because, you know, it's something that comes and goes, comes and goes for me. Um, And again, this is just one person's experience with depression. I do not speak for all people with depression. Uh, I thought about how improv has kind of affected me and influenced me during those times. And A particular time in my life where I think this really stands out is coming out of the pandemic. Now, the pandemic was an interesting time. We've talked about a lot on this show, you know, with many of the folks I've interviewed, they found IFTP um, either right before the pandemic started or as we were kind of easing out of it 
uh, the most severe parts of it anyway. And uh, for me in particular, um, back when I was uh, looking for a place to start improv, I found myself at a point in life where I felt stuck because I hadn't been involved in anything creative for a long time. Most of my life, I've always been in some sort of rehearsal, a play, a musical, a choir, uh, studying theater in college, whatever it was. I, I had something like that in my life. And um, leading up to the pandemic, I was very involved in my work as a middle school teacher. I didn't have a lot of free time. Uh, and then going into the pandemic, well, everything shut down. So there were not a lot of creative opportunities. And I had tried to do some things independently on my own make some creative opportunities. I made some TikToks and started streaming on Twitch, but those things were often so individually focused. They, there was no group aspect to it. And well, what that ultimately led to me doing was realizing that I needed to find a place where I could get back into doing comedy, where I could get back into doing improv, because for a number of years, uh, well, one, with being a teacher, it was, for me, an incredibly challenging profession. It was, it was a tough job that brought on a lot of stress and uh, really wore me down at the end of every day. And I had no outlet for that, no, no place to go outside of work and home. And I realized that what I was missing is improv. I needed that. I needed it so, so much. And um, fortunately... Uh, you know, the pandemic uh, eased up and IFTP resumed in-person classes. And I'm so glad I found this place because I think I was just going crazy. And I've always been a person who throughout my life has found if I don't have a creative outlet or an opportunity to kind of perform and do these strange things, um, I often do find myself very depressed when I first graduated college and went from being in an acting program and doing all those sorts of things all the time to regular adult life, working a job and just trying to survive, my opportunities and uh, how I spent my time changed drastically. I wasn't in acting classes and sketch writing classes and things like that anymore. And I found myself deeply depressed because I wasn't happy doing all the things that I was doing every day. And of course, you know, in the adult world, most of us can't spend all day writing sketches or uh, writing stand-up comedy or doing those different things, but it's important to still have those hobbies. So getting back into improv for me uh, became a, a huge boost because just that opportunity uh, weekly to step away from whatever I had going on in my life, whatever I was worried about, whatever I was stressing about, <sighs> all those negative thoughts we sometimes have about ourselves, I could just get out of my head for a little bit, get in, get into my body and getting back into IFTP really helped that. And at least for me, uh, IFTP also really provided something that I needed because a lot of the improv opportunities I had sought before then, you know, were incredibly competitive and um, not the improv itself, but the competitive nature and the rejection that came with it, um, I often struggled with or found really challenging. So IFTP just, just came at a perfect time. I needed a creative outlet um, to express myself, to practice a craft that I love. And I was able to find that. So I found this place, uh, IFTP, and I got in the regular habit of coming to improv class. You know, I started coming weekly on Wednesday nights and I found myself, that side of me, opening up again. And, you know, starting improv wasn't like, I'm never going to be depressed again. I'm doing improv now. <laughs> Obviously, that's not how it works, but it 
it helped me. It it really did. Um, it gave me the opportunity to, you know, deal with a lot of different things that I was experiencing um, as part of uh, depression or what I deal with when I am feeling depressed. It's a lot of uh, negative self-talk, a lot of negative thoughts, and just feeling really down about myself, my abilities, my value, my worth. Um, and coming to improv for me is uh, kind of an opportunity to remind myself or get out of talking like that, get out of that mode. Um, and so for me, like some of the benefits of a regular improv practice um, you know, are just helping my confidence, helping my self-esteem, you know, coming to improv and this opportunity to work and play and collaborate with others, you know, you know, we come up with scenes and uh, sometimes they're not good, but still with the nature of improv, you celebrate them and treat every scene um, as if it is good. You know, every time you're on stage, every piece of information, even if it's crazy or wild, is a gift. So just a moment of like, hey, whatever I'm saying is going to be treated as good and is going to be accepted, right? That power of yes and, like just accepting you and your ideas on stage, uh, so, so good and um, such an uh, incredibly wonderful thing uh, to experience. And, you know, when I was coming from the place of where I was, just getting back into that environment of like, I can come here, my ideas... The choices that I make are just accepted and built upon uh, was something that I really needed. Uh, some other things that are helpful and that have benefited, benefited me, right? Improv is, you know, the art of failing and trying again over and over and over and over again. Um, and that's something for me, like rejection, <laughs> failure is not something I've always been good at handling in my life, which is pretty silly considering I... Uh, uh, studied acting and <laughs> decided to try and go into a field that's full of auditions. But um, <laughs> improv has helped me get a lot better at that. So when I do feel rejected, um, or not feel rejected, but when I am rejected from an opportunity, an audition, whatever that looks like, um, over time, you know, I've grown to be more, more confident in myself and my abilities, not take that news or that information as harshly. It's not something I've always been good at. It's taken time. And, uh, you know, improv has helped me work through that because, you know, I can go on stage, totally bomb a scene. And, uh, you know what? There's always the next one. The best improv scene is the next one. You know, that's really the truth. The best improv scene is the next one. Um, just having fun in improv, right? Uh, when you're caught in this life cycle of like work, go home, prepare for the next day of work, uh, how can you not be depressed? How can your mental health not be poor, you know, when you're in this vicious cycle? Um, <laughs> you know, you have nothing to look forward to, but getting to come to improv with great, fantastic human beings and just have fun, like so much fun, just laugh, forget about everything else, uh, see people get up and be fools, get up there and be a fool yourself, throw around an imaginary ball, put on a crazy accent, play a crazy character who leads with their knees, you know, just... Doing things like that, that fun, you know, I mean, there's the dopamine and all the science behind it, but how can fun not be beneficial for your mental health? The ability to laugh and to feel good and to share that with other people, so good and so healing. So my, my confidence, my self-esteem, my ability to take rejection. Um, another big thing is that, uh, you know, oftentimes a, a good friend of depression, something that comes along is anxiety. 
which is something I've struggled with too, right? Anxiety. We're anxious about what's next. We're anxious about what is or what isn't going to happen, right? We're anxious about choices we made that we regret. But uh, improv kind of puts all those things in the spotlight and puts it on like turbo mode, essentially. You're making choices at a rapid pace and you don't have time to look back and think, ah, I should have done that differently. You just commit to the choice you made and you don't worry about what's next. You just accept whatever it is, right? Yes, and improv lessons are life lessons. Um, it's something that, you know, in my early improv days, I didn't always make these connections to real life, but as I've gotten older and during my past few years at IFTP, I've started to see these things a lot more, right? Anxiety and depression are best friends. They love to work together to bring you down. And improv has helped me with that, right? That dealing with change and uncertainty. At any given moment, someone may walk onto the scene and add something in. Your partner may say something that you want to help justify because whatever they give you, that information is a gift, right? Take that, use it, run with it, bless the audience with whatever it is, right? Improv is good for all these things. And with my time doing improv, like I said, Improv is not the cure for depression or anxiety, you know? A doctor's not going to say, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, just uh, go do improv. You know, your therapist isn't, isn't going to say, just just do these things, right? Improv isn't a replacement for therapy. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it, it, it can be something that can benefit you and benefit your mental health. And really, it's the idea of having a regular practice that involves other people in a place that is encouraging and accepting. And IFTP checks all those boxes. Doing improv, right? Practicing the art of improv, an art form that is so accepting, collaborative, and forgiving. Uh, let's people who are really going through it come and be safe and, you know, experience what they need. Um, it's an amazing thing. And improv has really been a great benefit to my mental health. Um, so something I want to touch on that I said is that I said, is improv therapy? Um, I mean, yes and no. You know, improv is not a replacement for therapy, going to speak with a uh, therapist on a weekly basis or, you know, whatever that looks like. Improv isn't a replacement for that, but it, it's an opportunity. I think it's an additional form of or uh, one way to help you work through some things, whether that be working through confidence and self-esteem issues, right? As I mentioned earlier, right? Improv kind of forces you to do that. Whether you realize it or not, I think you, you see the ripple effects in other areas of your life after some time of practicing improv. Uh, and just, yeah, dealing with that rejection, getting up, falling down, getting up, falling down over and over and over again. Now, in my mind, in an ideal wor world, I would go to my therapist, you know, we'd talk through these different things, we'd do different exercises, and they'd go, well, I'm going to prescribe you uh, six weeks of improv lessons. You know, that would be incredible. And, uh, you know, I know there are some people in the world doing some work like that right now, and I think it can be a really beneficial thing. Just yes-anding, yes-anding yourself, yes-anding life, yes-anding your feelings, not being so stuck on worrying about what has happened or if your idea is bad or good but having the confidence and the swagger to throw it out there and believe that who you are is good and your ideas are good 
and your hopes and dreams are good and believing that you can get there and be successful. Um, so this has just been, I guess, a little rant by me, but improv has been very powerful, uh, help and a tool in me learning how to better manage, uh, both depression and anxiety. It's not a cure. You know, I don't know if such a thing exists, but it's definitely something that helps. And I hope if you haven't already, that it's something you try as well. Improv's power, improv's gift can spread to so many areas of your life if you let it you know it can be a great help in so many different areas and if this is a topic you're interested in learning more about uh, there are a couple of sources that i'll i'll put down in the um, in the link below again as i mentioned but one comes from npr just an article titled the rules of improv can make you funnier they can also make you more confident and then that uh that other article uh, comes from Psychology Today called Improv Boosts Creativity and Psychological Well-Being. And I just want to read a quick excerpt from that article. Uh, the article was written by uh, Libby Ma, right? Oh, sorry, reviewed by Libby Ma and written by uh, Clay Drinko, PhD, um, again from Psychology Today. And in that article, it says, researchers are finally starting to quantify improvisation's benefits. And they're finding that instead of focusing on our weaknesses and problems, improv offers us a safe place to play well with others, go with the flow, and take a break from overanalyzing. It's no surprise to most improvisers that improv helps boost creativity and well-being, but it's nice to finally have some evidence to confirm what we've long suspected. There's more improv research in the works, and my hope is that each new study helps facilitators, trainers, teachers, and therapists more strategically incorporate improv in corporate, educational, and therapeutic settings so that more people can experience the improv's benefits, such as increased creativity, confidence, and uncertainty tolerance. So, uh, again, a really fantastic article that I encourage you to check out from Psychology Today, as well as the uh, NPR article. Improvs. Uh, benefits, its ability to help is, you know, we're just barely starting to scratch the surface and turns out there might be some scientific things to back it up. And uh, worst case scenario, maybe it'll help you feel a little better on a day-to-day -day basis if you just get out there and do some improv. Um, with that said, thank you for listening to this rant, this dialogue uh, about uh, my brief experiences with improv and mental health. As always, we'll be back next week with another episode of Improv for the Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, take care. Bye. Improv for the Podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.